Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's your more on than off host Matt and I'm joined by my fellow more on than off colleague Ben. How are you doing? I'm wanting this off, Matt. I just realized I was off last week and I'm going to be off next week because we, oh. we're, doing, we're doing early Christmas. Christmas oh. on the 1st of November. No, fair enough. I oh. mean, I missed, did I miss last week or the week before? So, I mean, we've, we've both taken, I think, much-needed breaks from the pod, you know? Let Alex and Adam pick sure. up the slack a bit here, here and there. Well, it was a, was a mental health break. Yeah, one of those, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we, we're still the most committed members of the pod. I think that, that's been established. Yeah, no, definitely. We took one of those. Joe Marler, please don't consider us for representing England this season. We'll get back to you next season. Mental breaks. Did you do that with the Lions as well? I don't think, I just think he didn't make the team necessarily because I think out of the Six Nations, he's not necessarily in the top three loose heads. Yeah, no, no, he's not, he's not great. I'd put, but the thing is, I'd put him, he's not necessarily the best scrummager, but I do think he does a fair bit of like loose play. All credit to him. He does. Yeah. Do, he does do a bit of loose play, which I think is not at all the plan that Gatlin had for the Lions anyway. I think he picked scrummages over actual players. Oh, what what fucking plan, man? What, no, no, what, no, what no. no <laughs> Gatlin had a very rudimentary, basic plan. Pick. We try and play like the South Africans as big as possible. Try and dominate every set piece as hard as possible. And yeah, we remember how well that turned out. Yeah, but he picked Adam Beard, so you know they they were there to play. No, definitely. Um, actually, speaking of, let's jump right into the news and an article that I think is has come out and probably has been chatted to death, but I feel like it's our bread and butter, and that is that apparently there's a leak of the leak, and that leak is that World Rugby tends to think that pretty much all of what Rassi was complaining about in his infamous video was correct i think it's 23 out of 26 of his complaints they agree are correct but then obviously this isn't a like a a ruling or anything on the thing this was just in passing that world rugby is pretty much on his side with the content but it's still whether or not it got he leaked it or whatever i don't think the content was ever yeah that's the thing like the content wasn't so that this is the big news I feel like because I think because it's a bringing the game into disrepute. It's not a yeah. making correct um, accusation sort of thing. I think, yeah, like, like I think even the most die-hard British and Irish Lions fan watching that video, their complaint was more that he just did it for the Springboks. Mm. Um, so well, I, the, so I saw a comment by Nigel Owens. And he said he's received a video, not necessarily from Rassi, from saying he didn't say it was from, but he received a post-match breakdown like this of like something like 49 errors that the coach called out against his team. So apparently, like the videos are also very common, like they do exist. But I feel like the big headline that sort of I haven't seen as much chat about is that sources have sort of said that the initial leaking of the video seems to have come from Australia. Yeah, which, do you think it was Andy Marinos with all his, like, smug, you know, issuing statements sort of attitude? Mm-hmm. Actually, he's the one 
Or like Nick Barry most probably because <laughs> Nick Barry Nick Barry obviously is still in SA, but maybe got someone back home to like <laughs> drop this online and for, for, as a favor for him or whatever. Yeah, because who do they say gets it? So so he was saying Jury Rue would get it. Yeah, so it oh, went um went, yeah, yeah, it went to Yuri Rue, Nick Berry, World Rugby also got it, and where's the list? There's like four um yeah. let me find it. I can Yeah, it went to Joe Joel Jutic. Oh, I don't know. This one's probably French. J U T G E and Joe Schmidt. Yeah. And head of World Riffing. Riffing, yeah. And then yeah, and yeah, that looks about it. That's sort of who got it. So, like, there's also very few pl- people who officially had the video. Received. And... Oh, Ben, are you there? Yeah, sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's a little bit. So, it's kind of. I don't of... know. It... Like, 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 to me. I don't know. My view is just the way Rossi addresses it. It's like it was intended to be leaked. No, definitely. I mean, it's such an orchestrated, like, and like rehearsed thing that definitely it was much probably intended to get out at some point. Can they prove it? Like, because that's sort of the whole the whole but, challenge. Yeah, that's the thing. So they have to, so World Rugby to be able to sanction SA or Rossi in any way have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that he intentionally leaked it. And that's why I'm enjoying the smoke and mirrors of it coming from within Australia the whole time. Yeah. Do you, do you think they do you think they got a paid VPN or do you think it was one of those free ones? <laughs> Fuck do you think that is that why Stan Sport looks like they're blocking if I sign up through Perth, I think. I've got to sign up through Eastern Australia and then I can watch Stan. But yeah, they're blocking Western Australia on my VPN, so maybe. <laughs> do, do you know what to say that if, if they did have a VPN, I think Australia is a good country to leak it through, because if you've gone too extreme and leaked it from like Cook Islands or some shit. Yeah, then they would have known. Or, like, or le- like that. That's definitely a VPN, but Australia, like, it's enough to create a bit of like, hmm. Or you get like, this, you get like one of those like, good paid ones and you like, set up and you get like some cat to like set up some it was to set up an actual like proper vpn like from with inside world rugby headquarters in like france or whatever <laughs> and leak it yeah. from there <laughs> with that IP from, Ad, from Andy Maradoss's computer yeah anyway um yeah i think this is do you know what the, this i like this because it is a bit of a true crime now it's got like this fun little true crime spin you know we were like oh, it was leaked through this ip and we all like discussing that shit now as a i feel like it's filling that void after certain after that other dead youtuber and her partner's body also got found now so that case is done and alec baldwin apparently shooting or accidentally shooting his director of photography and on set and all that so it's a nice this is a nice light crime for us to dive into Oh, like layers and layers. I don't know if we ever get the full story. We're never right. going to. We're never going to. It's going to turn out like Yaku Yuhan's account as well, logged in from like Australia as well. And it's all going to be like Michael Checker in like a green jersey the entire time. No. 
That's interesting, though. Yeah. I see there's another yeah. head- headline related to Rassi as well as why Rassi will no longer be the Springboks water boy. And I feel like I haven't had a chance to skim it. Why? Well, let's let's speculate. Do you want to speculate? Ankle injury. No, no. I, I think I think that that sort of that trick's been played now. Oh, I think there it's... we go. Here's, here's the reason. Rassi is in France in his capacity as director of rugby. So he clearly was at the Lions in his capacity as water boy. <laughs> uh, so, so now he can't actually be... Yeah, he's now, he's now got a specific designation. So he's now going to fulfill his normal role. They're not, they generally have individuals fulfilling the role as water boy. And this time they're designating, designating Rassi as director of rugby this season. Him being him being Waterboy has um, has worked. He got in Gatlin's head rent free, which was the whole point of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, good. He did it. And I th- no, and I feel no. like it's just extending it as well by saying yeah, he's now there as his capacity of director. Like I feel like that's the best like best sort of way to address that as well. It's just like oh, no, we the Waterboy rolled his ankle. We tapped Rassi as reserve Waterboy and had to take off his. Suit and jacket and put on the hivers. No, no, he didn't pack his hivers this time. Do you know who must feel like fools now? You know the the water company that sponsored the Springboks is oh, like a meme. Oh yes, uh, what is their name again? Exactly. Um, that's good. Yeah, they've got their like stupid br- red branding or whatever. Yeah, I remember now. Like, come on, you brand water blue. Everyone knows that about water blue. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, so that's that's the end of them. Yeah, shame. Sucks for them. Um, so let's stick to world rugby, and this is I think in our wheelhouse, Ben. You know, as high-minded, high-concept chaps, and that is apparently world rugby is still planning to revive the nation championship concept. What's the nation championship? A malt. I'm glad you asked. It's a multi-tiered international champ competition designed to provide extra and more meaningful fixtures between the World Cups. It was first pro- proposed by the game's global governing body back in 2019. So they're looking at maybe instituting this after the World Cup 2023. Is that with all these the, the tiers and stuff? Yeah, so the, so the high-level sort of quick brief is Six Nations will be north tier one and rugby championship plus as it stands now plus fiji and japan will be southern tier one and then there'll be tier twos of north and south also consisting of six teams with promotion relegation between them as well okay um yeah i'm all for promotion relegation but you know who's not for promotion relegation the six nations Everyone in the top 12 before Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see if they can get any sort of buy-in. I think the Pacific Islands are quite keen on it, by the looks of it. I know Japan's quite keen on playing more games after their game against Australia this weekend, and I think we can discuss that. And I think it's more, they just need a, basically a tournament. Every rugby playing country in the top sort of 30 in the world 
Needs a regular. Need, needs the equivalent of the Six Nations and Rugby Championships. Yeah, so, yeah, I think, so, let's say Rugby Championship, so let's say Six Nations and ab- Abnormality with six teams. Let's say f- sort of five team tournaments all over the globe. So, you do Rugby Championship as it stands now, plus maybe either Fiji or Japan. Maybe Japan. And then you do North America, South America, Pacific Islands. They, um, North America and South America already have a uh, North, North America, um, North America, Canada, Pacific Islands. Isn't Canada North America? Yeah, no, I meant USA. When I say North America, oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm, you want yeah you sort of brazil chile uruguay to sort of yeah brazil uruguay do another one chile brazil uruguay it's a pity on uruguay because they'll just dick on that tournament constantly i'm just trying to because i'm also trying to build it slightly more competitive like sort of brackets i think i think you can't build it like you can't say okay uruguay kenya oh definitely uh, no, you've got, you've got to be geographic as well about it. You've got to be geographic about it. Especially at the lower end. Yeah. Because, like, the guys don't have cash to be flying all over. Like, you've almost got to do it, like, in a way that they can do a mini tournament once a year, maybe. Yeah. In their host country for, like, a month or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, this Australian rugby championship model, I think, has legs, to be honest. Because I feel like... They're... I don't know logistically what the price is like, what the money looks like, but I feel like it could be easier on smaller teams to share hosting rights across four years, host, 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 and then just smash it out in a month. It can be, you know, I don't know if you ever had a... Oh, when did we do this? must have been when I was in junior school. But basically, like, a touring team came and, like, everyone, like, housed one of the players in their house. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Like, yeah, we like did it. You, we did yeah, it at we, primary school and we did it at high school. Yeah, with, like, a, a football team once, I remember. And it was, like, we. I think we paired up in positions. So me and the, me and the center back from whatever school, we, like, he came and stayed at my house. Yeah. Yeah, we did it, yeah. Two, hey, uh, baby. Maybe they should do that. Like, you, you just have to host a guy. It's like, okay. This might be fun. It might actually build relationships. But, yeah, it could be cool. But, yeah, maybe that's not a bad idea. But I do like the idea of this tournament. And I almost feel like the Six Nations needs to somehow, for this to work, you actually do need to dissolve the Six Nations. Or the Six Nations doesn't happen that year that this happens or whatever. The Six Nations, yeah, I would, I would like Six Nations and Rugby Championships to only be played. So you, you have them def- played. So say, yeah. here's my idea. You've got, so we've got a four-year calendar cycle. So every four years is a World Cup. Every, so, so every four years, two years are so with you skip a year, and then so the middle year sort of is the, this Nations Cup. And then the two gap years is where you have a Six Nations and a Rugby Championship every second year, essentially. Yeah, that'd be good. And then, yeah, then you fill in. And then when you don't have those, you've got a World Cup or a Championship Cup. Nations Championship or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, and then so, but then Lions Tour, how would that fit? 
Lions yeah, Tourism is probably going to dissolve at this rate anyway. Seeing as we did such a bad job of hosting it, it was the worst, most unwatchable piece piece of television in history. Oh, yeah, we aren't we aren't still discussing like leaked social media videos from the tour and so forth. Yeah, I'm sure the Lions tour. Well, they're going to go to America, then they go to Japan. It's going to be like 20 years before it comes back to South Africa. Yeah, so we don't need to stress about that. I think we can cross that bridge when it comes. <laughs> They might be dead. Yeah. I think that's the key. They want to extend and play as many lines to us before and just hope Mornay Stain passes before the next time they come here. It, not retire, like actually expires. They want to make sure he's cold and in the ground. He's retired now. Maybe that's why. Maybe they refuse. They said, unless Mornay Stain retires, we're not coming in 12 years. So he, he was forced to retire. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Lions, actually, Ant sent me a video the other day of. Um, LRZ, Louis Ramitz, what what's his name? Louis what? Louis Samet? This is Louis yes. LRZ. A video of him and he is such a petulant teenager. Like, so the video was like, they were just, they were asking him about how difficult it was to like look after Bill. And he's like, yeah, no, the Oaks, like at training and that, like in the beginning, we're getting like really on his nerves by like hot. So clearly, I'm going to point this out now. It was clearly the locks fucking with him because every time he complained about Bill being like in a, in a, like a being hidden and taken from him, it was always somewhere high, like up in a tree on top of a bus or something. So clearly it's, so, so it has to be Alan Wynn Jones, obviously with his sore shoulder, just like thinking of ways to hide this line and upset this petulant teenager. Alan Wynn Jones only came at the end. Fuck, so, so this is my problem then, because then do you think it was the one redeeming factor of Mario Itoji? It's just that he picked on LRZ the entire time. Yeah, but it probably wasn't like a friendly bantering thing, it was just bullying. No, definitely it was bullying, but the way, if you watch this video video with Louis Rees-Samet, you'd also, you'd also be coming around on Mario Itoji for actually doing that. It's like, it's the way he complained about it, it's like, yeah, you deserved it. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was the most fun tour, to be honest. I guess it probably, maybe yeah. they had fun. But... Like, yeah, it's like privately within their camp and so forth. Yeah. No, I guess. So, I've got, let's see, I've got a list here of Rugby's Rich, Rugby's Rich list. World's highest players for 2021. So we can go, I feel like that's a good one for the two of us to go through and but before that i feel like guys who may have been on the list at one point in time might be on the list in the future i haven't actually looked at the list but there are two big signings or three there's a two for one and then there's a separate one that i feel like we need to discuss first and that is that vinipola maka and billy looks like their saracens contracts are coming to an end and Midi Olympique are keen to... Oh, no, sorry, that's the newspaper. Are they saying who it is? No, they're not. This article being secret. Oh, Bordeaux. Looks like they're quite interested in signing the Vinipolos. Uh, that's quite interesting because you effectively, they give up on their, their English careers. Yeah, but let's see. So... 
Vinny Polo comes up repeatedly yeah, for Bordeaux. Billy matches the profile. Sort to sort as a successor for Pickamals. And apparently Paris, Toulon and Lyon, even Claremont are keen on a new number eight. So there's more there. So I feel like Mako's maybe not as popular, but what do you can, what yeah, can I you don't do? know. He's always bloody injured. Like I don't think he would be a great signing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. There's not much speculation on where Macca's gonna go here, but he is going to France. They both sent their CVs off to France by the looks of it. But I feel like France is good fit, especially for Macca, because like the French rugby, they love a slow trudging, like just pure slow muscle prop. Like, I feel like Mako would be most probably in his element and not a bad signing for France. No, dude, they're both, they're both good players. Like, it's not a... It's not a bad... But surely there's some interest of them in England? Or do you think the salary cap's really squeezing their league? I think... The, now that they got nailed, I think the salary cap is being a bit of an issue for them. Especially Saracens. Because I think these two were both ty- like, these two were both like brought up in those like funny shell companies. Yeah, but it is one of these weird things because, say like, um, Vin- Billy Villapolo, you're probably going to have to pay him sort of four times as much as you're paying like Jasper Visa. Mm. No, definitely would be my would be my guess. So like, I don't think you get four times the value. No, definitely not. But the problem is. Who's like that's the thing, he's must probably got such an inflated value of himself as well that he won't sign for less. That's why he's going Yo, to France, it, it where is, they will spay, play the stupid money for him. Yeah, it is sort of the problem with players who are perhaps past it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would say Biddy is a bit past it. That mm. they still sort of have this expectation, mm. but at the same time, that there's, there's that brand you, value that you're paying are for. Are you actually getting value? But hey, maybe... So find a guy like Alric Lowe. Okay. Yeah. To me, he's going to give you 90% of what Billy Villapolo gives you for peanuts. Yeah. And then, in like four seasons' time, he's as good as peak Billy Villapolo. Yeah. And you've maybe increased his salary by the normal standard rate at that by that point. You may be re-signing... He may have come, may have been smart and only signed a two-year deal initially, so you've had to re-sign him at least once in that time at a bit of more of a markup, but you're still not paying Billy Vanapola money on him. Oh, I actually feel sorry for Billy because I don't think this is a good time for his contract to end. Like, I think ideally he would want another few years on this contract now. Hmm. But I don't know if Sarah's are going to fight for him. Maybe they will. Yeah, we'll see. Day I read some comments that said Billy was very good. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, another signing that's more interesting is that San Diego Legion have confirmed that they've re signed Ma Nanu for next season. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember that he must played in that shortened COVID season that he was playing in, like, smashing the league before COVID hit. And then didn't play last season, and now it looks like he's playing again this season. He also, pl- who did he play? He played for, like some club side, and like ended like a nine-year fucking 
losing streak against their like rivals. Oh, when he was riding on a horse for some reason, and I couldn't really get context. Yeah, like apparently they like he played like some like tiny club side in New Zealand, and like I think the other side was like lit. I mean, quite legitimately upset with the prospect of like imagine like your like the turtles somehow managed to sign um, and then now can break some losing streak against their rivals. But, but, but I, I actually think it's, it's worse than um, because um, yeah, okay, he's physically superior to any, but, but he's, he's also he won't like, he's not charismatic. Like, no, 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 he is. No, not yeah, to the extent, yeah. not to the extent that Nanu is in, in New Zealand. But he's not a fucking brute. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And Nanu doesn't seem like the kind of guy who could, you know, chill. Oh, no, no I think Nanu must probably kill the man. I think um, if you put him in like an internal league game or whatever, he would have, he would effectively play touch rugby. I think. Yeah. So Nonu, it was two recent appearances for Naitai Paru East Coast in the New Zealand Heartland Championship. So like literally like a regional trophy that he just played for. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but New Zealand players do seem to do that. I don't know. Maybe the South African players do. I don't but, think to that extent. Yeah, you hear quite a lot about like, oh, Sam Kane got a half or whatever, like Bulldogs or some shit. You're like, who are these people? Oh, fuck. Remember that one with Dan Carter that ret- that he played a game for like, his first club that he played for as like a high schooler. You know, that was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so no, I quite, I quite like it as part of... Yeah, as sort of your like swan song going out, returning as just this like living legend to those leagues. But even that, like, occasionally your coach is like, no, you need to run, like, you know, go go play, like, for your club or whatever. Uh, so, so what you're saying is the Brad Thorne, Quade Cooper model? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no shame. Um, I think with that and those big signings and cash, I wonder how much cash Nanu actually gets out of that, because I don't think San Diego can have that much cash. No, I think we've got a strict salary cap in that league, actually. Yeah, so I think he's doing it for Gears and better and just like better branding opportunities in the future. Is maybe just you know you're earning in US dollars and salary there salaries they are pretty high already. And... Yeah, maybe who knows. But say so, speaking of salaries, do you want to go through this rugby rich list? Yeah, can I can I, can I take some guesses who I think will be there? Yeah, let's let's run through some guesses. Okay, I'm guessing Pollard's one. I mean, Pollard was the cover photo, just to, to spoil it. Yeah, no. and then I would guess Farrell and Itoji are both there. Yeah. No, Sexton's back at Leinster. Maybe like Finn Russell. Yeah. So, um, so notable names that don't list that aren't on the list that maybe we feel should be. Ah, oh, Faf de Klerk, Johnny Sexton, Manu Tuolagi, Stuart Hogg, Morgan Parra, uh, Nicholas Sanchez, Dan Bigger, and Stephen Luatua. I have no, I do not think any of those players need to be on that. Yeah, so this was noted, noted people who didn't make this updated list. Charles Pietar. So let's go. He's also on the splash photo. Him and Pollard are the two splash photos. So at this list starts at nine. We've got Owen Farrell and Michael Hooper, what both at about seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. I don't know if this is 
if this is supposed to be annual I'm assuming I don't know if this is annual salary or what it is I suppose it's annual salary yeah. doesn't say um, so from 9 we skip to 7 with Bowden Barrett at 780,000 pounds that's for the, his Japanese team um, yeah so, he's, so it's his New Zealand contract and his Suntory uh, finding the international contract okay. yeah so yeah, Australia, Toyota, Verblitzer, Hooper, and England Saracens are Farrell. I think, I don't know if it's teams or what he's doing. Um, so yeah, so sort of tied with tied with uh, Barrett is Varimi uh, Vakatawa. So France Racing, Racing 92. Okay. So he's oh, also... No. Okay, yeah, next one. So he's also 780. At number six, Mario Itoje, 800,000 pounds. I wonder how Farrell, Farrell feels about Itoje earning more than him. Because the problem is Itoje, I think this is that this is that Rock Nation dealing that got that extra 50k. So you reckon Jay-Z hustled for it? Yeah. And then apparently Jay-Z hustled, hustled a little harder. At number four, we've got Chesden Colby with 850,000 pounds. He deserves that. He's the kind of guy you'd be like, oh, he should get paid as well. Yeah. Uh, tied with him is Finn Russell. Also Racing 92. Fuck, Racing 92 is on this list twice already. Like, that's what I'm saying. The friend, the, the zero salary cap. Or the Saracens are on this list too. Twice with being pinged for salary cap transgression. Do you want to... Are they paying anyone else? Okay, do you want to... You want to guess top three? Uh, Pietar. Okay. Do, uh, let, let's let's put it in order. Let's put it. You, you're gonna have to put it in order as well. Okay, I think Pollard's one. Okay. Pietar, three. Okay. Dupont. Okay, so at three, we've got Eben Etzebeth with nine hundred thousand pounds annually. Really? Are you, you? He's in Mauritius at the moment, so yeah. if I see it, you can if buy me a drink. Him, yeah, he definitely has drink change for you. And tied one is Charles Pietau and Andre Pollard with a figure of one million each. Oh, good. Oh, that's good that Eben's got there. Yeah, Eben's up there. That's nice. It's good to see as well. I appreciate. So we've got South Africa oh, so has one, two, three, yeah, three players. Six are in the league and three are in the UK league. Yeah. Oh, and two are in Japan. Uh, yeah, two are in Japan. Yeah, but it's definitely all France and then Saracens. Imagine, imagine like a bloody like Ruan Pinar playing for the cheetahs was just like bleeding them dry taking like 10 million euros. oh fuck oh, I wouldn't be surprised but yeah no that's an interesting list and yeah I wonder yeah it kind of it's I feel like it's in bad taste that the Saracens still have players on this list after being pinged for their fucking salary cap like, surely you work very hard for pre PR purposes to get your players off this list. Even if you've got to get even more creative with, like, your the way you used to cook your books. 
Yeah, what is the salary cap in the UK? I'm not sure. But I think Otoja gets... Like, Otoja is an, an interesting one. But they have sort of allowances for, like, if a player comes through your academy and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, like, Otoja is an allowance. Apparently, Otoja, had he gone to Racing 92... They would so he wanted to go to racing ninety two for two mil, oh, for one million, so he would have been tied with Pietau and Pollard, and out earning Elizabeth as the most, as the highest earning lock in the planet. Oh, but then he didn't go. Yeah, but uh, no, so uh, ninety two didn't acquiesce to his demands. It's actually what it was. He wanted the million, and they were like, nah, not worth it, hey? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, I guess two knows. I think that's all the news I've sort of lined up. Um, So I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention South Africa did announce a touring squad for the tour. No one was surprised by any of the names, so I don't think we really need to discuss it very much because yeah, I think the only sort of like addition to it we all saw coming from a mile away with Murat. I, I don't rate Murat. No, look, I'm it's not, no, no, fair. I mean, I don't think, as we also said on the pod last time as well, like we don't think he necessarily is the best choice, but... He is going to be the choice, and yeah, we called that shot. Like as a player, but like his circumstances, I don't mind. You know, he's captaining. Yeah. Is captaining the storm? Is it? Yeah, he's captaining at the moment. So that obviously shows something that he's the captain. And then he's what's he? Twenty four, twenty five. He's not old. He's not an old man, no. Yeah. So no, no, I don't mind the selection, but yeah. No, like I said, I don't think he's necessary. But you know what? This is the tour to get other guys exposed to things and that to the setup. And it's a pity that the the squad isn't more experimental. Yeah, that that was my sort of comment on it. I, I know I wasn't there when you guys were chatting about what you wanted the squad to be, hmm. but I I would want to see. You know, almost wholesale changes. Just say, listen, Oaks. Go have a race. You've you've done your jobs, like. Mm. But sure, maybe. That's not. I guess also it depends on what some players. Yeah, but anyway. So, let's see. Let's breeze through URC results. SA didn't play, so no one watched in SA. I'm assuming. Um. Let's see. Leinster managed to put up a good show in Friday night against Glasgow. Ulster lost their first game of the season to Connacht, 36-11. Are the Dragons really called the Gwent Dragons? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what they were called the other day, and then I was like, it can't be Gwent, that's the card game from Witcher. I was going to say, isn't that the card So what are they, like, sponsored by Witcher Dragons? I think Gwent's a place in Wales, but... Um, Which is funny, because I think, aren't Witcher, but, like, isn't the Witcher Eastern European? Like the book series? Polish, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but because I was trying to find them on Twitter, and it was really hard. Because you know, actually, even if you type Queen Dragons, it doesn't come up. You need to type like Dragons Rugby Wales or something. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I think I found them by following one of the other 
Welsh sides and then you get that suggestion follow these suggestions and they were there so I was like while I was just busy getting ready to start looking out for team sheets yeah that's what I do now I thought Cardiff dropped the Blues because I see Rugby Pass still calls them Cardiff Blues yeah no they dropped I'm not sure why they dropped the Blues to be honest it's fair I mean it's appropriation of Auckland yeah, but I mean, like, like, <laughs> like, like maybe, I, I guess the problem is the way we think now is the only reason to change your name is just because it's... You're appropriating from someone. Of the population, but I guess you can just change your name because you feel like it. Eh? Yeah, streamline, we make it more reflective of actually where you are, with the Cardiff team or whatever. Because it's only, like, the Dragons, Ospreys, Zebras and the Scarlets. So it's the Welsh teams, actually, up until Cardiff changed their names, that are not regional names. No, but they, they all have, like, names. Like, they sound like, you know, like... Because, yeah. No. yeah, Zebra is now rebranded as well mid-season. They're now, I think, Palmer Zebra or Zebra Palmer, I can't remember. But they included their region name into their name. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was like a week or two ago. So, yeah, rugby, and then we don't get to see rugby championship until, like, November or something stupid. Oh, it's rugby championship. Oh, uh, not uh, URC, yeah, United Rugby Championship. Yeah, so now that we have a, we have a long break. Yeah, so everyone can travel to SA. I hope that... All the players can get injured and you know, they can randomly shuffle the squads and screw us all over. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them all coming here and then like a week before the games election happens and the results are the votes are already cast so Cyril can do whatever he feels like at that point and then throw us back to level 3 <laughs> just fuck, yeah, what, fuck over the game is, someone is saying 4th wave is due around then yeah 4th wave is due November December anyway so like I can see us going back throwing back to level 3 no. Yeah. Anyway, um, other things that happened this weekend, there were a couple of international games that we should mention. The one being, I think, one we've already alluded to, and that was Japan Australia having a friendly, and that was 23 32 to Australia, sadly. So, like, it's not a bad, not a bad result for Japan, but the problem is now Australia have won like eight games on the trot or something stupid. Oh yeah, Japan had their chance to take the Rampurly Shield and they couldn't. Yeah, so we're going to struggle to get it back. I think it might even get back to New Zealand before it gets back to us or something stupid. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, fuck. So, this, yeah. That's so, what... so, so theoretically, England could take it from Australia and we could take it from England next week. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, so that is still possible. Okay, good. In a way, I'd rather have Australia beat England. I know too. That's why I kind of... I think holistically, like Japan taking it off them was like best. I quite like this Australian team at the moment. Like, I like this Australian team too. I just don't like the egos after eight winning eight games on the trot now. I, 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 I like the team. I just don't like the rhetoric that just surrounds Australia generally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Mitch has just hung up the podcast now. He stopped listening after he just poo-pooed Australia so badly and just their general vibes instead of the actual team and coming with legitimate complaints. We're just like, nah. The 23 people in the Australian team seem nice. Everyone else in Australia seems like a prick. 
I mean, it's bold saying the 23 people in the Australian team. I'm sure they've they've got. Isn't didn't Nick White play this? Ah, not Nick White. Uh, Jake Gordon play this weekend. He looks like a bit of a dick. Yeah, he does look a bit of a dick. Okay, so inst- Rich can replace Jake Gordon as one of the people in Australia not being a dick. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I didn't actually watch anything from this game, but I saw a couple of highlights. Tupo. I don't think he scored a try, but he set up a... No, he did score a try, yeah. It's off a line-out break. It was actually quite a nice one. I can't remember if he, like, offloaded in the last second or if he actually scored. He did score. Oh, shit. Two prop tries in the second half. Tupo and Alatoa. It was a good weekend for prop tries because... Oh, that Connacht one. Fuck, that Connacht one was heat. Yeah, Connacht one. Ethan DeGroote scored... uh, Who scored two? Not La La La. Was it La La? I think it was La La. I'll switch then now quickly to check. I've got that result out. Mackenzie, Jacobson, Tavo. So there's another prop try. Tavo scored the prop brace. Four international prop tries in a weekend. That's pretty good. And did you see see that clip full shared of the Benetton one, which was like a 22-meter break? A step and a handoff before dropping it down, just before dropping down on the line to score. Who has that guy? Like I want him. No one has him. I don't think he's signed. So he's worth he's worth looking at. I think I've got I got a zebra zebra prop. So I might just have to switch my zebra prop for a Benetton prop. prop. But the problem is Benetton rotates their front row so one much. My props are my locks of my one part of my team, which isn't complete try. Yeah, you're, I'm kind of bleak that you've got Dogecoin. Yeah, I'm so stoked with Doge. <laughs> Doge's value is only rising. To the moon. Well, Doge averages, I reckon he must be kind of like top five players. Cause uh-huh. He averages like a week. Wait, let's have a look quickly. He should be on the top. I'll have a look now. But um, while that's loading, let's just mention uh, USA managed to score two tries against New Zealand this week. So there's that. Amid rumors that they didn't, that apparently the US team didn't have money to pay for practice time for the US players. Like they essentially had the captains run before the match and that was it. It's the rumor. I don't know. It's unsubstantiated. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. Like, I find it really. Like, wh- why are the USA getting worse? Yeah. Especially, yeah, with, especially the fact that they've got the. This whole MRL that's actually going so well, MLR. Yeah, well, sorry. that's MRL is going really well, and but I would say in twenty ten, you would have backed the USA to beat Japan. Yeah. Then twenty fifteen, okay, Japan was, but it's, it just seems in lost like basically since the World Cup, they've just really lost the plot. Hmm. I don't know, maybe the team just kind of focused on a few like real talismanic oaks and then now they've retired and, and now it's just lack a bit of... Yeah, maybe, but hopefully, look, MLR's only had like three seasons, so it's also, I mean, are we excluding the sort of four rounds that they played pre-COVID? So like they've only had like three seasons, so it's I think also a bit early to see fruits from that tournament, so to speak, like trickle up. Yeah... No, no, I, I, I don't think I'm not. I'm not blaming MRR, but like it, they were decent. They were, they weren't 
decent, but you know they were mm. sort of Tonga, Japan, um, sort of level before. Yeah. So I've got update on Doge for you. Yeah. He's got the tenth highest total. He doesn't feature on the top ten per average. And he is the fourth, fifth, one, two, three, four, fourth prop. Fourth. Uh, I think it's because he's missed some games. He yeah, so Rob, no, yeah, Rob Evans, Pierce Kuman, and Tom O'Toole are above him. So stay, I stayed away from Pierce Kuman because he's such a dirty player. But he's also out. a bit of a balland as well. I mean... That comment he made about the national anthem, I'm also like, yeah, I don't need that kind of energy in my team. This is weird, like, the most sort of, like, racist intolerant South Africans are the ones that don't even live in South Africa. Yeah, no, definitely, no, but that definitely is the case. I remember that when I was in fucking Korea as well. You just get these moments and you're just like, nah, chief, this isn't it. No, but even you like you like why you okay clearly you didn't like, you didn't like it in South Africa why you why you like hanging on man because they've got to know. they've got to obsessively justify their their sort of motivation for leaving yeah no yeah anyway I think I think Pierre definitely in that camp I think with that I think we can call it a day. I was just trying to think, is there one more? I don't Actually, think so. I don't know if I didn't... Let me have a look in the news group. I don't think I saw anything. I think we've pretty much stopped posting there for the most part by accident. I just I think... Alex posted that thing that was saying that South African franchises have had a 7% player retention in the last five years. Oh, Which yes, I great. saw. Yeah, I saw that. That's a bit harsh. But also, yeah... Is it really that I low? I suppose with like retirements and that, yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's not retirements, it's just like it's going overseas. Or... Yeah, no, but no, but that's the thing. It does include retirements as well, like players staying in that five years. Like it's the two changing factors: is Oaks dropping out and Oaks going overseas. Yeah, it's like it's a. I don't know. I hope it's just it doesn't become a situation where you sort of try, try it for two three years. If you don't re, if you don't make it and get an overseas contract, you just call it and you know yeah. go become a milk sales whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah, if you come back. But that's the thing. I think the Oaks struggle to come back as well because now you've got to fight for your place in a squad. That's a it's bit hard more to, you Must have experienced that when you came back from overseas. Perhaps it's hard to justify the pay cut as well. Yeah, no, it definitely is, but ugh, I'm happy where I am, so there's that. Holistically, my brain's in a better space, I think. My liver's better. Good. Although I did get soju this week, yesterday, today, actually. I bought quickly three bottles, so there, there is a bit of PTSD kicking in there for me. Glad you're going to go to a dark place. What day is it today? Monday. Just, but no, I just happened to be in the. I went to the Korean market, the Korean store quickly, to pick up something else, and then 
I heard that they have soju. You've got to like ask for it, and they go and fetch it from the back because you know, obviously unlicensed. Yeah, I like stuff like with like a with like a secret menu. Yeah, essentially, like, can I get the hard tack? <laughs> they serve it. Do they give it to you like ready in a bag? No, no, no. They bring they bring it out to you just as is in the in the green bottles, but obviously, actually, no, it does. I suppose if you it's, there's not much English on the labeling and that, so you can just probably get away with it. Some sort of vinegar or something. Yeah, because it definitely shows up on when you scan the item. It's like Korean drink fresh, because that's what they sort of the la- label says in English. Fresh is the flavor. I remember there was a Seven Eleven down from my uni, down from my res, and. What was this? What's the South African rules with liquor? You can't serve alcohol after sell wine after like seven or something. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, I think I think they've changed that a little bit, but yeah, there was a, there is an hour like seven or nine. I think it's yeah. nine o'clock now or whatever. And you used to, if you wanted to buy wine from there, because you know you're desperate when you buy seven eleven wine. No, definitely. And you used to ask the guy for it, and he used to like go to it. Um, and then put it in like um, put it in like a plastic bag, and then like bring it to you and like give it to you in the plastic bag, and then like I don't remember if he'd actually scanned it or you just sort of give him money and sorts it up. <laughs> but like it was a problem. Well, fair enough. I mean, it's a system, and then he just yeah puts it through at like nine o'clock in the morning. He just ticks over all the ones that went out. Just scans those and yeah. balances the. Yeah, just if tells them be like, shit, we selling a whole lot of like JC Daru at you know breakfast at nine in the morning for some. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's it called? The champagne orange juice thing. Uh, um, mimosa. So yeah, yeah. those are just smashing mimosa. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ben, it's been a good one. I think I've I feel like we've achieved what we needed to today.